Welcome back to the Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm Michael Hales. Today we've got Billy Cawthorn here to help us break down the excitement of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, I know that we have a team in the Stanley Cup Finals that have been there for the last two years, but I feel like this year is finally the matchup that everyone's somewhat predicted or at least, least predicted two years ago, but it's finally coming true now. Colorado versus Tampa Bay. And I know I say Colorado weird, but it's either because I've been in the States too long or I'm Canadian. I can't tell you the, which one to which. But Billy, what are your first off predictions with this series? Um. Well, first of all, I think it's going to going to go seven for sure these are i think from the beginning of the season these are the two teams that have been the top teams and then like you said in the last couple stanley cup finals you know dallas and montreal you know they were the clear underdogs against tampa and now with colorado and tampa bay um series the colorado isn't an underdog and tampa bay isn't an underdog it's, it's the two best teams in the league going at it so I, I think it's going to go seven, and honestly, I think Colorado is going to beat them just on the matter of fact that they uh, – I think they're a little healthier, and I think Braden Point's going to be a big loss for Tampa, and I just think they're – you know, they're 11-2. and two. It's pretty ridiculous. I think Tampa Bay's a little more beat up. Um, you know, they went seven against Toronto. A couple uh, – they swept Florida, and then they went six against the Rangers. So, we'll see what happens, but I think that uh, – yeah, I think it's going to be a hell of a series, heck of a series. I think it's going to be a hard thing to predict the number of games or which way this series is going. And I feel like that's been like the entire playoff run, especially whenever the Edmonton Oilers were in that series. You never knew if they were going to win by six or lose by six, right? So you can never really predict or be comfortable with picking a team. I think with these two, these two honestly kind of give me anxiety. Like, I'm pulling for Colorado because um, I really want McKinnon to win. Um, and I've always been a Colorado fan ever since Patrick Waugh. But I think the Tampa Bay showed something different this year than what they did the last two years, and that's the experience aspect. So if you look back at the series where they struggled, a.k.a. Toronto and a little bit with the Rangers, I think that two years ago or last year and the year before, they would just beat them solely based on being able to outscore and rely on exceptional goaltending. I think this year's playoffs, I think that what they're showing us is they might – get down and score within the first period or two periods, but we've never really seen them give up on a game, right? So they have that experience and that kind of grit to play the full 60 minutes. And I think that's what's going to give uh, the lightning the edge. And I think it's going six. I don't think it's going seven. Personally. Yeah, so it's – I completely agree. I mean, who knows? It could be a sweep for either team. Like, that's kind of the anxiety part that you said is just so true. Like, it's – these both these teams are so good that, like, 
trying to predict the series is so hard because it's either gonna, if, yeah, it's either going to be so tight or it's going to be blown apart. Yeah, like if there was if there was one clear underdog, that's always a little scary too because then the underdog could win, but you're you're still predicting the the better team to win. But um, but these two teams, it's just like you just don't know what could happen, and also like. Who knows what's going to happen with Colorado's goalies? Um, me and Mike talked a little earlier. Yeah, I think that Kemper should be back and get to go. But if he's not, then uh, who knows? And obviously, everyone in the goalie world knows how how unmatched Vasilevsky is. I, don't, I can't think of a better word. Just un, He's superhuman, guys. People can't do the things that he does, you know? Um, I think he is I kind think, of the top. He's the cream of the crop. Yeah, like I think Kemper is a very good, solid goaltender, but you can't teach some of the stuff that Vasilevsky does. Some of his athleticism, how big he is, the way he, the way he covers the net, like you can't really teach that stuff. So I, I just think that it's really tough to, to compare him to other goalies. And you can't like, right, as far as right now, like I would, you know, he's proven to be the best goalie in the world. So it's hard to, hard to compete with that. I don't know how much of a numbers guy you are, Billy, but I'm going to throw a lot a lot of numbers out to people. If you have a pen and paper, it's probably best to write them down. If not, re-listen to this part a few times. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay this season in the playoffs are have 12 wins, 5 losses, which is exceptional when you think about that's potentially 21 games and they – unfortunately for them it's not 21 games because that would be game sevens all the time but that's a good record to have out of three series Colorado is 12 and 2 okay they swept two teams first team being Nashville second team being Edmonton right the only hiccup they had was Jordan Bingington with St. Louis Right, not even St. Louis, just joining Bington with St. Louis. Right, and I'm a Huso fan, don't get me wrong, but Bington is big game player. Right, Tampa Bay averages 3.05 goals for them a game, Colorado 4.64. Again, you have to look at who they played, right, and the goalies that they played. For Nashville, they played a backup and a third-string goalie. I know that sounds harsh, but it's, it's a little bit of reality. Second round with Seattle, not Seattle, sorry, St. Louis, they played two games against Binghamton, having a hard time to score. The game that they won against St. Louis with Binghamton, that they had over 50 shots and only three goals. Right, the game they lost against Binghamton, they had over 30 shots and one goal. Right, and then they played against Huso, who is technically a rookie. Right, I know that means nothing, but trying to even this out here. Next round, they played against Mike Smith. I think we all know how unpredictable that was and how much it hurt as a goalie to watch. Um, so the the 4.64 goals for average, I don't think means anything. I think they'll be lucky to get 
two and a half, anywhere between two and a half goals four to three and a half goals for. Right. They gotta win the games in tight scoring. Goals against average. Vasilevsky's played every game. He's got a 2.41 goals against average this whole series or this whole playoff run. And for Colorado, they had both uh, Darcy Kemper and their backup. I'm not going to try to say his name. Uh, 2.85, right? So there's a 0.4 goals against average. That's the real difference, right? How do the goalies scoring? I think matches up fine. Defense, I think it's going to be kind of exciting because you got um, Kale McCarr might kind of dethrone um, Hedberg on being the best defenseman in the NHL. Who? I don't know his name. Hedman? Head, Hedman, yeah. I don't know players, okay? Everybody here that knows me knows that I don't remember players' names, and it's not just for your age groups. It's all age groups, right? I know the All-Stars. I know Hedman's probably an All-Star. But at the same time, he's in Tampa Bay, so like I don't really care because Vassy's there. What's his name? Hedberg? Hedman. <laughs> Hedman. D- decided to double down on it, right? I think McCarr is better than Hedman. Um, and kind of like how last year was where that uh, the pitcher where Carey Price was shaking hands with Vasilevsky and everyone's like, oh, that's the great grace goalie passing the torch on to the next grace goalie. I think that's going to happen again with that pitcher being Hedman and McCarr. I think that's cool. But the biggest difference between the two teams is going to be goaltending, right? You got a showstopper and then you got two kind of average shows, right? And we've all seen dodgeball. I'm not cheering for average shows this time. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't call him, I wouldn't call him a National League goaltender an average show, but that's just my average show within his peers. There you go. Right. There you go. Kemper's <laughs> biggest knock, and it's been his biggest knock since juniors, was injury prone. Mm-hmm. Right? Look at it, almost every season, he's been injured. Right? Yeah. I think in the playoffs, I think it's his the eye injury that's been bugging him. And I think that's why he left. The second time um, in the game because it didn't really look like anything else, and that's kind of the hardest injury to predict. Especially yeah. going to the Cup final, you're like, okay, everything's just a little blurry. I'm going to keep playing, or you know what, I'm going to let this guy play over top of me because it's best for the team, right? That's a that's a lot of pride to swallow. Oh, um. What else do I got in here? I think it's going to – yeah. Like, I definitely agree with with that, and I think that it's going to come down to kind of – like you said on the defense, like what happened to McCarr. And then I also think that's kind of – it's going to be a battle between, like, you know, you got McKinnon, Ranton, and Landis Cog, and then you got Kucherov, Stamkos, Blot, the, the, top, li- the top lines – and then I think that's going to be, you know, those those guys are going to have to perform for both teams. But I think when it comes down to it, I think the depth is where it's going to, you know, shake out and what's going to make the difference in the series. You know, you look at the Lekkinen scoring that OT winner against 
the Oilers, you look at Nick Paul scoring two goals in game seven against Toronto. Um, Anthony Sorelli has been a unreal defensive forward against, you know, guys like Giroux, um, Huberto, and then in the last series um, against, what am I, I'm mixed up here, against uh, Panarin and Zeminijad. And then Valery Nishkushkin has also been scoring a lot for the Rangers and, or not the Rangers. Now I'm really messed up. The, the Avalanche, you got the guys, the people listening know it, know what I'm saying, but all these series are just mixed up. But I just think that. I think what you're saying is that there's good depth on both sides, right? Yeah. And I think that's going to be what, what, uh, what sells the series. Cause obviously, yeah, both teams have superstars, but what team's depth is going to come to play. Yeah, I, I think for the depth, it's like who's going to be able to bang bodies and other get scoring chances um, or create just opportunities. I don't think it truly matters about scoring. I think it's just wearing the other team down. Like, listen to uh, Vasilevsky's numbers the last two finals, Stanley Cup finals he's had. So the first one. Uh, against Dallas, six games, 2.14 goals against average, which is good, right? Like, it's almost exceptional in the playoffs with a 9-11 save percentage. Last season against um, Montreal, and I think we can all say that Montreal is not the highest scoring team, um, he had a 1.58 goals against average and a 9-4-3 save percentage. That's crazy. That's crazy. So that's a big ask to get two goals. Mm-hmm. And it's also a big ask to not let in two goals. Mm-hmm. Especially when your goals against average is higher than 2-5. Especially with the Avalanche scoring so much. Like, they're, they're a scoring team. So, you know, it's, it's a scoring team against a, you know, Tampa's a scoring team too, but I definitely think they're, they're they play Tampa's more with yeah, class. They play more of a defensive team. game than yeah. Colorado and more shutdown for sure. And it kind of shows in the statistics too. Like Kemper, again, they played two games, Colorado and Tampa Bay played two games against each other this year. Kemper had a 9.28, facing just over 30 shots in the two games. Vasilevsky had a 9.18. They almost faced 50 shots again, uh, the first game of the season, and then faced 30 the second game. So. Um, you know, Colorado was the loves first to... two games of the series season. Yeah, no, no, not the first two games of the oh. season. Just the two games. They only played each other twice during the regular season, and those were the two games. Um, they, I think, Colorado won both. Yeah, one was in a shootout. One was three-two in regulation. So obviously, very close games. Um, and yeah, like I said, Vasilevsky faced forty-eight shots the first game when they lost when Colorado won a shootout. So Colorado loves to shoot the puck. Um, but, you know, Vasilevsky loves to stop the puck, so we'll see, as we all do. So. <laughs> I so think, we'll yeah, I think it's going to be, okay, Vasilevsky can get away with being his average self, which is top five in the league in any given day, except game one against Toronto. Um, and Kemper is going to have to be the top of his game mm-hmm. to try to match it, right? But then you just hear about that next level Vasilevsky has when it comes to um, okay, their other uh, being uh, 
threatened by elimination or they're going to eliminate team. And it's like, yeah, okay. I was just playing around with you guys before like doors closed. Sorry. Right. So like Kemper's going to have to play his a game. Then he's going to have to find a little bit extra for the, the final games where it matters who's getting that fourth win. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I, I could flip a coin and I'd be good with either team picking either team to win. I think I have to go lightning as much as I want avalanche to win. I think I have to go lightning, stick with the uh, statistics and the experience. I think the experience, because it's a different lightning team that we're watching this year. They're, they just look more methodical, more thought out, more patient and willing to play that whole 60 minute game. And they're okay going down, um, not losing, but going down and score for the first two periods and just keep wearing you out, wearing you out, wearing you out, wearing you out, and winning late in the third period. Yeah. No, I and I actually think picking up Corey Perry is super underrated. You know, I think he, his veteran presence, you know, this is going to be his third Stanley Cup final, obviously losing the last two to Tampa. I think that was <laughs> – that was definitely a, a huge pickup, even though he's playing on the fourth line now. But I think those type of guys, you can't really, you can't just find, you know, you got, you can't just, you can't just, cre- you can't just find that from, you know, the Western League or wherever. Like those guys with experience, those guys that have been around and uh, that have played, and obviously Perry has a cup with Anaheim, and I think it's just hard to, to find guys like that. So I think, you know, when you compare to that team to, you know, Colorado's younger younger team it's definitely when it comes to the long ride i think tampa bay is definitely favored in my opinion even though colorado's favored you know um technically but i i still i still think i just i just have colorado in seven because i think it'll just be unreal to see him win and you know i think i think with the car mckinnon and like you said though i think it's going to come down to the camper shutting the door because if he doesn't shut the door then you know it might be tampa in five honestly <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll say Tampa in six. I'll give them two extra games there. Anyways, that's our kind of that's our meat and potato breakdown. We very goalie heavy here, as I'm sure nobody is shocked by. But that's just how I kind of scaled the whole Santa Cup playoffs. Like honestly, anybody could have won any series, despite. Predators and Colorado. I think that's the only one that everybody went like, yeah, okay. That's for sure a sweep. Yeah. Right. But like Toronto almost got it done. Right. And then Boston could have easily come out in that series over Carolina. Then it's a whole different ballgame. Right. I don't think anybody actually thought the Rangers were going to go as far as they did, but they got an exceptional goal. Now it's time to build up some more scoring. Well, and if Bennington doesn't get hurt, who knows? Like, do they beat Colorado? You know, like it's so it's yeah. it's hard it's hard to say. And that's that's the fun thing about playoffs and you know in the NHL, I mean in every league, but any anyone can win on any given night as long as you know it's about the team going moving. And so that's and then obviously goaltending plays a huge role in it. So I think you know, that's what's cool about this series. That's what cool was cool about the last series. Vasilevsky was just jerking, you know, those two guys just going head-to-head, I think. Um, it's cool. Oh, yeah. It's cool watching these goalies go head-to-head and just 
how they, you know, how they handle themselves mentally and obviously physically as well. So hopefully Kemper's good. Hopefully his eye's good. And hopefully we have a, get to watch a unreal, some unreal hockey. Last question. Yeah. Mike Smith, do you think he's done in the NHL? Uh, yeah. If I was Edmonton, I would try to trade him to a team that has no a young yeah, I know. That's – I don't know. I think that he's got, – This year, his salary cap is 2 point whatever. Last yeah. year, it was 1.9. So, like – Yeah, I think he – I think he should be done. But if I had the opportunity, I would trade him to a team with a young goalie. I can't think off the top of my head right now. But – and, yeah, that's all I can really think. Who knows? You sign Kane, you trade – Smith and Kane for Jordan Bennington, and you get Ville Husso starting in St. Louis, so Smith the backup, but I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, I highly doubt it's going to happen. But I would know, say, I, I would say if Smith, I think he's done. Stay, I, I think he's there's done. There's rumors he that he's retiring. Yeah. But I would be like, why not play your last year out and leave on a little bit of a higher note than what this playoff run was for him? Right. I think. The rumors that I've been hearing is, uh, what's the guy's name? Skinner. Yeah. Get him up and just be a nice tandem and then let Skinner take the reins. Uh, if mm-hmm. he's ready for that, great. If not, then you got to trade for someone. Campbell's on the trading block uh, because Gibson's on the trading block. Either one of those goalies would be an amazing improvement. Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough. I think you need – I think, like – I agree. Like, I think you need to get Skinner up. Like, his numbers in the AHL were incredible this year. Um, look quickly. I think he had, like, a 930 or something. Ridiculous. Um, I actually ha- had the, the privilege of getting to watch one of their morning skates. We had a game in, uh, in Edmonton, and uh, our coach played with Derek Ryan, so – we got uh we got to watch from their morning skates the day of one of before or the same day as our game that night and uh Koskinen was hurt so Skinner was up and just watching how he moved around the crease and just how efficiently he plays the game like I definitely think that he's NHL ready but is he ready to play you know he had a two two one with a nine twenty and in the NHL he had a nine thirteen and thirteen games this year so he's definitely ready but is he ready to play sixty or seventy I don't know. No, I don't think that's ever going to happen again unless you're the Rangers goalie. I can't say his name. Just jerking. Yeah. Um, I think the best kind of way to go about it is, okay, let's put him on a 60-40 split with Mike Smith being the 60 maybe just because he has the experience and get off the ground running maybe. And And then over – You might want to have a trustworthy third guy. I don't know. Pick up maybe – Corey Schneider or Brian Elliott, I don't know, but like in you know, Smith getting Smith Schneider. In what world is Corey Schneider a trustworthy anymore? I, I love Schneider when he was with Vancouver. I just thought of an old vet that can, you know, at least maybe play five games or something if, if Smith goes down. That's all. And I guess Smith gets hurt and then if they're you know, trained for anyone, Smith's out. No, but I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get that, but I also think that, like, that's why I'm saying a guy like Elliot or Schneider that you can play in the American League and, you know, if Smith gets hurt, you can call him up because 
I don't know. You don't want Skinner all of a sudden playing, you know, 20 games in a row. But maybe you do. I don't know. I mean, other teams have kind of, like, made that assessment and been like, oh, we don't want our guy going. But, and then they win the Stanley Cup for him. That's true. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. It's just tough. I think I, – I, I mean, also, and then on that complete other hand, I think the way that I've gotten better and gotten a lot better is being thrown to the wolves and just playing, you know? So, I think that – It's kind of like the – You can't teach strength. experience. You can't teach that. So, it's just also tough. Like, maybe you don't need a, a catch, you know? Yeah. So, it might be better – not to have the catch, I, I see what you're saying. It's kind of like Markstrom, right? He was exceptional in A, and then when he every time he came up to the NHL, he was wildly average, right? And it took a handful of years, but now he's top, easily top ten. I don't know exactly where he'd be placed. Probably higher. Yeah. Right. Top so seven. Fig- yeah, he figured it out. So. Feed him to the wolves and see what he's got. And all else, else fails, then you got McDavid. Throw him yeah. in that. McJesus. There's one thing, though, I need to figure out it's goaltending. That's if they had, if they had uh, Campbell, I think they would have been in the finals easily. Easily. Yeah. Anyways, anything else to add there, Billy? No, I am good. Awesome. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. I hope you have a great day. And if you're interested in any summer camps, please look at our Instagram or Facebook feed uh, as we're posting about them every week. Uh, We got one in Kamloops July 4th till 6th. Another one in Kamloops, August 2nd to 5th. One in Campbell River, uh, August 9th to 12th. I hope everybody has a great day. 